Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Now it's time for... Walker Retail Ranger. Do you know what you're doing? I have detailed files on human anatomy. I bet. Makes you a more efficient killer, right? Correct. I swear I will not kill anyone. It's in your nature to destroy yourselves. Yeah. Major drag, huh? Anybody not wearing two million sunblock is gonna have a real bad day, get it? Hasta la vista, baby. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 73 of the Retail Ranger Podcast. It is Sunday, May 7th, 2023. How are you, Liz? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know that song Shattered Dreams by Johnny H. Jazz from back in old 88? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had an experience with that. <laughs> um, and it, it goes back about a week or so. So I was able to, I touched base with an old friend of mine from when I was like 13, 14 years old named Chuck. He lives down in uh, North Carolina. Uh, Chuck was one of the most prolific freestyle BMX people I knew. He was awesome, crazy, heck of a great guy. Well, he still is. Um, yeah. I spoke to Chuck uh, via Facebook about a week or a couple, a couple weeks ago, and it got me thinking about all the great times I had when we all hung out together in that little freestyle BMX thing. So I'm sitting there driving to work every day thinking, you know what? I'm going to try to relive those memories. And I proposed to you... That for a Father's Day present, I would like a BMX bike like I had when I was a kid. And you said that is a fantastic idea. No, I did not. You would crush it. You're in su- you're such a <laughs> physical specimen. That would be the right thing to do. And I was like, wait a minute, Liz. Let me think about this for a minute. So I'm out there ranching in the yard today, right? And I, I was actually repurposing a old lawnmower I had behind the shed because we, we got a new coop from, well, a used coop from Jesse and Tyler a couple weeks ago, and I was going to put wheels on it to move it around the ranch a little bit. So we had this old lawnmower, and I, I'm disassembling this lawnmower, and everything was fine. When I went to stand up, I think I finally felt what it, I, I've always heard people say my back locked up or went out. <laughs> I wasn't lifting nothing really, but I, I had a hard time like standing up and walking after that. So I've come to the conclusion that my dreams have been shattered. Um, I am not going to be a BMX freestyler once again. I will live vicariously through that by watching it on the old <laughs> YouTube like I did earlier today. And uh, I just want to clarify that. So God's my, my friends and family, yes, yes. Uh, my friends and family out there, if you hear me talking about buying a BMX bike, you're allowed to throat punch me. Now I can reminisce and talk about it but right, I, right but if you see me physically whipping out the card to buy a bike you have permission to throw punch me okay so I'll that that, that, that is on the record um so now i'm going to go after my other dream which was my 70 chevelle i had back in the day and i've got to win the lottery for that to happen oh yeah so shattered dreams everybody johnny hates jazz <laughs> and james hates responsibility Anyways, uh, before we get into the uh, retail roundup, we're going to cover the holidays 
of today. Cool. Uh, today is National Cosmopolitan Day, the drink. Oh, okay. You ever had one? No. Me neither. Moving on. National <laughs> Lemonade Day. Have you ever had one? Yes. Me too. Moving on. <laughs> World Laughter Day, he he he. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, everybody should laugh. It's the best medicine. So tell me some jokes later so my back stops being locked up. <laughs> Um, National Roast Leg of Lamb Day. Are we having roast leg of lamb today? No. All right. Not a fan. I Have I had lamb? I didn't cook it. Man, I got to have some lamb. All right. Well, I worked in the meat department a couple days over the last couple weeks. Probably why my back has decided to go, what's up? <laughs> um, and, and I've been seeing like the little lamb and veal things. Or maybe it's veal. I don't know if I've had veal either. Have you ever had veal? I'm opposed to veal. Oh, we're, oh, yes. The way it's produced. Yes, I All right. don't like it. Well, we will stop talking about that. Well, to wrap <laughs> that up, it is National Tourism Day. Cool, cool. It's pretty nice here around Powhatan. It's a nice place to stay. Don't move here. we got enough people. <laughs> uh, they're adding in yet another traffic light, I think. Or they're adjusting the traffic light. We are getting a Starbucks and a, an O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly's, not a sponsor Auto Parts. Good luck staffing that. Yeah, dude, the staffing stories continue. Um, it is a tough market out there, and we are going to go into the jobs report today. And I, there were some revisions, let's just say. And I'm going to start using that in my personal and professional <laughs> life because if the government can do it, obviously we all can. So, what you got cooking there, Liz? Well, remember a couple episodes ago when I was talking about deboning rotisserie chickens? Yes, I was here. And vacuum sealing them. Yep, big fan. Okay, so we got home pretty late yesterday. We had a long day yes. yesterday. So you're like, so what's for dinner? Of course, because, you know, <laughs> you just whip it up. So first thing I thought of was I'm going to quickly thaw out one of those rotisserie freezer packs that I have. And you said, well, you know, can I just have chicken salad and a wrap? Because you were talking about making chicken barbecue last night. Yeah. Right, but I, I really wanted something lighter. So I took um, like about a third of it. And made chicken salad. And it was it, amazing. Put it in a wrap with some shredded lettuce and tomato. And a couple raisins. And Yeah. I love my raisins. <laughs> so um, anyway, I took the rest of it. And today I'm making chicken barbecue. And it's kind of a lighter version of the, you know, the regular barbecue that you eat with the pork stuff. Oh, yeah. Chicken's obviously leaner. But, um, I mean, if you want, you can just... Heat the chicken up and put your favorite barbecue sauce in there and stir it, heat it up, you know, stir it up. Yeah. And um, slap it on a bun with some coleslaw. That's what I'm talking about. Um, slap it on a bun, everybody. <laughs> I prefer the more vinegary yes, barbecue. Yes, I, I am Captain Vinegar when it comes to that. Yeah, so. Which is what they called me in preschool. I don't like to put the barbecue sauce in with the pork or the, the chicken. You when, know? when you're cooking it, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Like, we put it on after. Right. Because you like your Virginia... Sours, sours barbecue, everybody. Barbecue Not a sponsor, but I would, <laughs> wouldn't mind if they were. I like my Sweet Baby Ray's. Not a sponsor, but we love Sweet Baby Ray's, too. But what I did was I took um, about two and a half cups of broth, which I had some frozen. Of course from, you did. From, you know... Who doesn't? Boiling away some, you know... The you should see the smile on her face when she's talking about boiling away broth. The carcasses. That's not a good word, but... Anyway, Carca. so... And then I added some dehydrated onions, um, garlic powder, liquid smoke, vinegar. I started off with a half a cup, but I think I ended up putting a whole cup in there. It got a little little pungent around the nasal yeah. passages yesterday. <laughs> so, and salt and pepper, of course. But then it didn't 
taste exactly right. So I jumped online and I was like, what am I missing? Dark brown sugar, which sounds weird, but it definitely took it to where it needed to be. Did it take some of the acidity away? Do you think it was? I don't know. It was just that dark sweetness. It just kind of, I don't it just brought it together. All right. That works. So anyway, I'm going to butter some buns, stick them under the broiler and... That's for dinner tonight. That's what's for dinner. That's what I am talking about. <laughs> so you might have realized that that was uh, those were movie quotes from the Terminator series, right? Yes. Yeah, that movie came out in 1984. Just saying, it's like 39 years old, right? Well, coincidentally, there was a George Orwell novel called 1984, right? Right. It was about Big Brother and all that stuff, and the Terminator movie was all about Skynet, kind of. AI taking over everything, right? Right. Well, right. stick around. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> but first, we got some great news. A couple uh, weeks ago, we talked about there was a, it's Iowa's largest private employer, High V Supermarkets. Um, they have restarted their new employee discount program because I don't know if you remember, but a few a while back they had ended it because of fraud. There was a lot of fraudulent stuff going on with their uh, their discounts. Discount. Yeah. yeah. So now they're offering their employees a 10% discount benefit, good towards the purchase of groceries and food service. And that's it. Uh, Before, there was 10% off the purchases, but it was also 20% off of dine-in orders at Wahlburgers and Market Grill, and you got a free Hy-Vee Plus membership. And the old discount was allowed for, uh, it allowed employees to share their discount with one guest at the house. So family, you're out. Uh, (laughs) Just a solo 10% discount, which... It's a shame it's got to be that way, but if people abuse the system, hey, at least they got something back. So that was kind of cool. Well, the family could just say, hey, can you get me this? Oh, man. Yep, they're going to figure out some way to do yeah. it. <laughs> Every time we fix something, somebody, somebody else breaks it. And then they fix it again and breaks it again. That's what we do. So uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, came out with a jobs report on Cinco de Mayo, which was uh, May the 5th, by the way, for you right, right. non-Spanish-speaking folks. Uh, to- <laughs> See? That gotcha. was weird. Uh, total non- non-farm payroll employment rose by 253,000 in April, Liz. Wow. That's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let me just say, uh, they also... Uh, hand me that folded piece of paper right there. Is there a folded piece of paper in the trash can? I was enraged because there was a thing that came down about the revisions... I can't believe I threw this away, but I I was literally (laughs) mad. Um, They also, in this article, stated that the change in non-farm payroll employment for February has now been revised down by 78,000. So originally they had reported 326,000 jobs in February, everybody. (laughs) Just kidding, it was (laughs) 248,000. And they've also revised March. Uh, down 71,000 jobs from the original thing. Uh, originally, they said, hey, we created 236,000 jobs, everybody. <laughs> and they really created 165,000. Wow. So this uh, this 253,000, I'm not feeling it. I'm guessing it's probably between 71 and 78,000 less than they're really projecting. Hmm. But interesting to note, professional and business services were up 43,000 of those jobs. Uh, professional, scientific, and technical services added 45,000. Leisure and hospitality continued to trend up in April, up 31,000, which would obviously make sense. Right. Uh, largely in food services and drinking places, up 25,000. So you don't go to a bar anymore. Let's go to a drinking place. <laughs> 
Uh, Social assistance added 25,000 jobs. Financial activities jobs increased by 23,000. Insurance carriers and related activities up 15,000. And real estate up 9,000. Good old government continued its upward trend in April. uh, 23,000 additional jobs. Uh, But interesting to note here, the uh, government employment is still below its February 2020 level. By 301,000 jobs. Wow. We're still making it. We're okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we don't need them. <laughs> uh, mining, quarrying, oil and gas extraction rose by 6,000. So that's that's not that much, right? No. Uh, you know, most of our mining and all that oil stuff's coming from other countries. Not good for the uh, gross <laughs> domestic product of the USA. Good for the other countries. And we are an international podcast, so congratulations. <laughs> Employment was little changed over the month in other major industries, including construction, not good, manufacturing, again, not good, wholesale trade, retail trade, transportation, warehousing, information, other services. So all the important stuff. <laughs> right. Stuff, like literally the stuff that makes the world go round didn't really go up that much. So that, that could be a problem here. Or just another indicator of how we're, the economy slowing down. There's been talks of a uh, recession. Coming in the second half. Just saying. All right. On to the next. So, obviously, Bed Bath & Beyond is having woes, correct? They're right. shutting down. Right. Did you happen to go into one? I did. And what were your thoughts there, Chef Liz? Well, I didn't really go there so much to shop. Right. I was curious. Sure. A lot of their stuff that was left was high-end things. Mm-hmm. You know, like UGG, which I love their stuff, but it's right. a little pricey. Yeah. But I, so they didn't have the UGG discounted. Well, it was kind of hard because you know there weren't specific signs on different displays, so it was hard to tell if that was included. Okay. I don't know. It was just maybe they hadn't had time to. They probably don't have the staff. Remember how they well, treated everybody? Well, I only everybody? saw one person, and that was the cashier. There's so, nobody on the floor. No. All right. So they probably haven't had time to get all their signs up. Well, because they treated everybody like crap with the severance package, so they started quitting earlier. Yeah, true. Plus, if you know you're going down with a sinking ship, might as well try to get on that boat. <laughs> but most of the people that were leaving didn't buy anything. Really? The customers yeah. weren't buying yeah. a lot? Mm-hmm. Oof. Well, that's kind of interesting because uh, not only does it impact Bed Bath & Beyond, their workers and their whatever, it also impacts other vendors. Really? Found, found a little nugget here today. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond owes over $95 million to these 14 vendors in its supply chain. Oh, my god! And you don't think about that. So Rider Integrated Logistics, that's their trucking services. I guess they lease through Rider or whatever. They owe them $45 million. Oh, my gosh. Uh, personalization Mall, which mom was a huge fan of, the Personalization Mall. That's all the stuff that says James and Liz oh, on Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a merchandise <laughs> supplier. They owe them $11 million. National Tree Company, four point five million. I don't. National Tree. Do they I, sell I don't tree? know what that is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, North American Cop- Corporation, which is distribution and packaging services, four point four million. FedEx, parcel delivery. They owe them three point nine million. Tempur Pedic, owed three point seven. Uh, Keurig owed two point six million. And Shark Ninja. Remember, it used to be sharks and ninjas. They were separate. Apparently, Shark Ninja is one company. <laughs> Uh, that's a merchandise supplier. They also owe them two point six million dollars. That's incredible. So I mean, think about it. These folks got to you know eat that if they don't get that money through their their bankruptcy thing. 
I mean, I would hope during the goal of the bankruptcy is to pay off your I would hope so. creditors, but like I know when folks claim bankruptcy here, those creditors are as S O L S O not standards of learning. <laughs> so I don't know. And, and that's going to be an impact of those companies bottom right. lines too. And then they got to start doing things to, you know, offset that too. I'm just full of great news today. Here we go. Jenny Craig reportedly winding down its weight loss centers and warning of mass layoffs. May 2nd, cbsnews.com. Number one, I didn't know Jenny Craig had that many uh, places, but uh, Jenny Craig is reportedly shutting down some of its weight loss centers and warning employees of mass layoffs amid upheaval in the industry from popular new prescription drugs like Ozempic. So I don't know if you've heard, but a lot of folks are using Ozempic not for the original purpose. It's a diabetic medicine to help you lose weight for that, but uh, other folks are... Non-diabetic folks are taking Ozempic. I don't know how they're getting that um, because that's a prescription, not what it's intended for. But uh, you lose weight pretty drastically. There's a thing called O-Face. And no, it's not from watching the Office Space movie. Uh, It's Ozempic face and you look very gaunt. Um, I guess they can tell that if you you are taking Ozempic for the wrong reasons, you can tell by the face there. That's not worth it. Uh, let me see. Jenny Craig has nearly 500 weight loss centers in the United States and Canada, uh, but they didn't tell CNN how many weight loss centers will, will close or how many employees will be impacted. But That's just weird. I wouldn't think of them as being affected by all this for some reason. Well, because of Big Pharma. Big Pharma shutting them down. I mean, I would think, and here's the other take on it too. I mean, you're literally taking a pill to lose weight. I would assume, I mean, obviously I'm not a Jenny Craig. Look at my pouch. I mean, I'm not a Jenny Craig customer, but I would assume part of that is to teach people how to eat correctly and, you know, get the right amount of exercise. But now we're artificially treating weight loss with pills. Huh. I mean, I remember diet pills in the 80s. They were the rage. Yeah. And they worked. I remember. Because they hyped you up. (laughs) Uh, It was legal speed, everybody. Uh, So... More news here. Uh, Shopify, which is a like an online store provider for small businesses, right? Uh, they're cutting twenty percent of their workforce. Here's a funny thing, though. Um, their stock surged as a reported first quarter results that surpassed Wall Street's expectations. Good time to start shutting down. <laughs> uh, the company is also selling its logistics and warehouse automation business. Automation business, automated warehouses. Hmm, there's a theme here, folks. Terminator. Uh, So they're cutting 20% of their workforce, um, and their shares were up 23% on Thursday. So I guess that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of picking on them that they were making money and they're they're going leaner, but that's probably a good survival tactic because that's true. I think the world, the business world, knows there's some tough times ahead. Mm -hmm. So folks that are streamlining now proactively are going to be the ones that, you know, make it for the long haul. So that's just my opinion. I'm just a retail ranger. What do you want? Um, I think a couple weeks ago we talked about some Burger King franchises closing down. Um, Now we got Hardee's. Oh, no. Uh, Hardee's. Well, I can't remember the last time I went to Hardee's. Yeah, the last time I had Hardee's burger, I remember I looked at the patty and I was like, really? It didn't look like hamburger. Yeah. I mean, it kind of looked like those frozen ones you get at the store, which are great when you're grilling out and you want a whole bunch of cheap hamburgers, but not when you're paying, you know, six bucks. No. So Hardy struggled last year. Uh, U.S. system sales declined 4.2% in 2022 to just, just under 2 billion. Um, average unit volumes were down 3%. So that's not good. Uh, they declared, sh- uh, 
Summit Restaurant Holdings, which is a large operator of Hardy's Restaurant. It's not Hardy's All, you know, because they're obviously the franchise. Yeah. Um, so Summit Restaurant Holdings declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Thursday af- after closing 39 restaurants. The company, which has $22 million in secured debt, once operated 145 restaurants in, let's just say the South, uh, a lot of states. It is part of a larger group of companies that also operates Carl's Jr. restaurants and operates 226 restaurants in 16 states. According to court documents, Summit struggled with declining traffic during the pandemic and subsequent pressures on rising food and labor costs, which drained the company of cash flow. Mm. It's tough. Man, I'll tell you, the bang for the buck you're getting with supplies, I've seen, I have seen the quality of supplies deteriorate. Right. I mean, we were talking about the other day, um, we had to replace a milk shelf. And here's the bad part. It's one that we had replaced in the last year. Usually, I mean, I got milk shelves that are 30 years old. Yeah. But now the new stuff we're, we're buying, it ain't holding up. It's flimsy. And we had to pay an amazing surcharge on that thing. And the price of it was incredibly high. And so, I mean, I know folks don't really think about the expense side of running a, a business, but man. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I, I know. That's scary. Uh, tying in our Terminator and Hardy's connection, because you knew that's where it was going, right? I knew. Uh, Carl's Jr. and Hardy's to roll out AI drive through ordering nationwide. <sighs> so even the drive through is toast now, folks. I mean, it got down. COVID caused the, the dining room portions to close down. That reminds me of, dude, where's my car? And, oh, and the, then. And, oh, yeah, the little. Oh. <laughs> It'd be cool if the AI has sense of humor like that, but I don't know. Uh, CKE Restaurants, the parent company of Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, is working to bring automated drive-through ordering to its restaurants nationwide. Uh, they've partnered with Presto and Open City, which both have the ability to launch nationwide at the company's locations. Uh, Presto says its technology can help improve speed of service and accuracy and is better at upselling customers. It's better than us. Uh, CKE tested the software last year at a handful of Carl's Jr. and Hardy's locations. Uh, Phil Crawford, who is the company's chief technology officer, told CNBC that the pilot exceeded their expectations for key metrics like speed of service, upselling, intervention rate from workers, order accuracy, and the employee and customer experience. So basically, we suck robots rule. <laughs> Well, I've never, ever gotten fast food, and when I get to wherever I'm going and I stop to eat it, everything's in there. Yeah, there's always something. Never. But what we haven't had fast food in years. Yeah. But. but I will tell you, I drive to go to a specific McDonald's if I'm going. Oh, yeah. I've mentioned that before. <laughs> and no disrespect to my hometown, but when, you, when you're in a small community and the... Uh, you don't have a finite, or you have a finite amount of people that work in that that area. Right. They kind of rotate around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll leave it <laughs> at that. Uh, the wider rollout of voice ordering software at CKE's restaurants comes amid broader adoption of artificial intelligence in the restaurant industry. <sighs> The technology usually runs on its own, but workers can still hear customers' orders through their headsets while they make drinks, accept payment, and talk to customers at the window. Isn't that weird? So there's an actual person at the window giving them their food. 
I don't know. I guess we'll see. I, I, or it's going to be like a. This bank, sounds like it's just the ordering. Like part. at the bank where a thing comes out and it's. It'll get to that point. <laughs> it, they'll just be rolling you a little pill. It's all in a pill <laughs> form. Jetsons. Uh, artificial intelligence is also better at relentlessly upselling customers, according to Presto. Adding fries or a large drink to the order means more sales for restaurants. So that means a robot's going to kind of like that little and then reference you mentioned. Yeah. Dude, where's my car? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. You sure you don't want a Coke? Or larger Coke. No, I'm good. You sure you don't want to... And the robot will just keep going because it doesn't get tired. It's just going to keep going until you give up and say, I'll take the larger Coke. <laughs> so uh, CK isn't, CKE isn't the only restaurant company using automation to upgrade its drive through service. McDonald's sold McD Tech Labs. Apparently, they had their own tech lab called McD Tech Labs, um, previously known as Apprente to IBM back in 2021 and said it would partner with the tech company to develop artificial intelligence that can take drive-through orders as well. Wow. So, why, why, why am I going on about Terminator and artificial intelligence? I've been seeing AI and artificial, artificial intelligence and just about everything I'm seeing and reading, right? Mm -hmm. You have to. Yeah. And we, we kind of joke about it. You've mentioned it here on the podcast, AI, you know? It's, yeah. So, a couple thoughts here. Um China has one of the biggest surveillance systems in the world. I believe it's 600 billion million, 600 million cameras. I'm not sure. It's a lot. And supposedly their surveillance system is called Skynet, which is also conveniently the thing that did us all in on the uh, Terminator series. It's called Skynet. That's wild. Well, you know, we've, we've joked about it in the past how movies kind of can be what's you know, easing it into us and... We were talking this morning how aliens... The government has basically admitted <laughs> aliens are real, right? Right. And then they say, on to more news. Yeah. It's like, wait, what about the aliens? Yeah, they said... There was an article about the Pentagon saying there's a mothership like over the border or something. Or right, right up in the sky or somewhere. And it's like, we're just going to gloss over that. But the industry has trained us over the last 40 years that I've been around watching movies... Artificial intelligence. You got iRobot, Terminator, Judgment Day, Independence Day, all, all these movies about aliens and AI and all that. So when it does finally happen, we're like, oh, cool. Because think about it. How fast has technology progressed in your lifetime? I know. I mean, we went from like the 1700s <laughs> and, it, and everything was kind of chill. And then from the 50s on, explosion. It's like boom. Yeah, we're at the moon, we're, you know, cell phones, you got a computer in your hand, you know, I mean, it's crazy how much has changed in the last couple of years. So obviously I'm a grocery retail ranger for the most part. I, I dabble in retail in general because that's what I do and I, I chose the retail life. No, it chose me. <laughs> um, so I was Googling about grocery and AI because, you know, I've joked about being replaced by a robot, but I came across this uh, company called Cognizant which is also a weird name for an AI company because it's cognizant, it's aware. So uh, this guy, Matthew O'Kane, wrote back in October 2022. So this is old news. So it's probably already happened by now. But he was talking about in that article about how they used, they set up an AI model to kind of handle the COVID pandemic. And they would have done it differently with the AI because it didn't have that human side uh, making mistakes. <laughs> which is funny, right? But there was one phrase in this article that, how do the kids say? I was shook. <laughs> yeah. I was shook. I'm still a little shook when I'm looking at it from afar. So the 
it was a huge article. If you want to check it out, it's on cognizant.com. The guy's name is Matthew O'Kane. It was from October 19, 2022. I just took one small paragraph here. Applying AI decision making. Okay. It's pretty wordy because this is intelligent people. Right. <laughs> My natural intelligence can't compete with their artificial. <laughs> uh, the demonstrated capabilities of these AI driven models point to promising applications for business through a machine learning technology called Evolutionary Surrogate Assisted Prescription, or ESP, which that <laughs> freaks me out too, uh, very large numbers of candidate strategies can be generated and evaluated for any particular scenario. The power of these models is that they are not constrained by past methods or biased by preconceived notions. So, like in my world... 35 years of retail experience is beneficial. But according to the computer, those are constraints and preconceived notions. So here's the phrase that gets me. I bolded this. It's three sentences. Like natural selection itself, evolutionary AI introduces creative and unanticipated changes that enable decision makers to assess outcomes that would otherwise not be considered. Natural selection. They're comparing AI to natural selection. And that scares the heck out of me. Because I I don't know where we heard it, but we had a pretty lengthy discussion one time, you and I, I think it was offline, about, I think it was self-driving cars. Yes, yes. And they were saying that, like, let's say a doctor was in one car and a waitress was in another car, and they were about to have an accident, that the AI program would value the doctor's life over the waitress's because of their value. It would make the decision of who's going to live through that accident. Right. And I'm not trying to be all conspiratorial, but I am. (laughs) Because it's happening. I mean, they are literally talking about natural selection with AI. Well, on TV this morning, we both heard... We weren't really paying attention, but then we heard... I was stretching my back out on the floor, and it was in the background. Something about um, technology where they can read your mind. Mm -hmm. You could create texts by thinking about them. The AI would read your thoughts. I wonder where they learned that. Where? What do you think? The aliens, folks. They're literally right over the... Do I see one? Oh, stop. Oh, that's my neighbor. You made me look. I did. <laughs> so, I'm going to end on a positive note today. Yay. Because that was all pretty heavy. Whew. AI is here, and they're naturally selecting who's going to live. <laughs> uh, that's not the happy ending. The happy part is our girls, our golden girls, have been free-ranging for about a month now since we got that fence, right? Yep. And we've noticed a couple really positive things. So, And this is just for you folks that are dabbling in the idea of getting chickens um we got our second free coop so that is an option out there too because a lot of people complain about the expense if you can hang tight or build one with crap you got around your yard they don't need the taj mahal right like a box with a vent and because they're barely in there right they just go in there at night but our feed costs have absolutely decreased because the girls are cruising around the yard now. Eating bugs. And yay. they, yeah. And they're also not eating as much regular food, but their eggs are bigger. 
They are, and the yolks are yellow, yellow. Are so yellow and big. Yes. They are amazing to cook with and eat. So we're we're looking to get four more at some point. I think did we decide we're gonna wait till next year? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna kinda fix up this other coop a little bit and um kind of get in a better place with that. But we're literally gonna have eight eggs a day. I was going to try to do the math for the podcast today, how many dozens of eggs those girls have produced, because we've had them a little over. Well, this they started laying about this time last year. Yeah. So it's been about a year's worth. So four eggs a day, that's three to four. That's about 100 dozen eggs. Yeah, our inventory is a little backed up. We're a little so. backed up, but I think Ash is coming <laughs> over. We're going to hook her up with a dozen. I'll have to bring another one to work tomorrow. But yeah. if you're thinking about getting chickens, don't overthink it. Just do some research on YouTube. Make sure you got plenty of land. And one other thing, I do keep water sources throughout the yard. Now, we only have like an acre. But, uh, yeah, but they're not on the whole acre. Right. Now, they're just in the back. Our whole land that we live on is like three quarters of an acre, right? Right. So, and they're well, only in the backyard. Yeah. And, and it's fenced in. That's that's huge because you don't want them. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want them free ranging out in the neighborhood because <laughs> they're my eggs, dang it. But uh, it's, it's a healthy experience yeah. and it's been real fun. So if anybody's right on the edge, let the Retail Ranger podcast tell you it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Don't make a AI come into the picture and decide whether or not you get eggs. You control these. Well, actually, they control the eggs. But just got to keep them fed. And what I was going to say is I do have water spots throughout the yard. I got a little dog bowl and one in the middle of the yard. And then I've got their smaller feeder of water in the other side. They have to have fresh water. Yes. So that's probably the most important thing during the day, especially if they're out there eating bugs and ticks and all kinds of good things. <laughs> but. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to go rub some kind of cream on my back and pound some <laughs> beers to try to get this back pain away. How's that sound, Liz? Sounds good. All right. Well, we will catch you on the flip side, everybody. Peace. Peace. Hasta la vista, baby. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.